Hi, Petty People. Welcome back to another episode of Puff Puff Petty. I'm your host, Rachel Colangelo. I want to jump right into today's episode because if you answered my poll last episode on what I should do my topics on, this one was number one. And honestly, I've had a really hard time narrowing down which story I'm going to tell because I have so many stories from my past jobs because I've had so many. So a lot of people wanted a how I got fired story. But the real question is like, which fucking one do you want to hear about? Because there's... Kind of a couple. Well, okay. I've never actually been fired from a job, but I have been like mutually let go from one or two or three. I don't know. I mean... It's a little fuzzy, but I've never really been fired technically. So quite frankly, I'm 26 right now and I started working when I was like 16. So as soon as I got my driver's license, I was like, I'm getting a job because I want fucking money. I'm tired of asking my mom for money. And also like I was just getting older. I wanted shit, you know, but you're not allowed to be like a server until you're at least 18. So I didn't get my first serving job until the summer before I went off to college. And my very first serving job was at a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. And let me tell you, after fucking working there, Fuck B-dubs, fuck B-dubs, fuck that. Fuck them. It was not only an awful first serving job experience, but it was just like overall just an awful job experience. Like I was already young. I was already new to the industry. I had no idea what the standard was, but like literally the bar was set fucking low. (laughs) Not to mention that this B-dubs was like brand fucking new. So this summer that I worked there was literally the first time that it had ever been open. So like I was one of like the first few people to ever work there, but uh, I don't even know where to start on stories from that place because they were quite a fucking few. And when you work at a Buffalo Wild Wings, when you work at a place that only sells fucking chicken wings, you are humbled, okay? Because people ask for the most ridiculous thing. You bring an extra ranch and then this is a place that only serves fucking wings. After a while, you have to start charging for extra ranch. I can't help that that shit costs money. And the amount of motherfuckers that would get upset when their bill came and they had like a dollar worth of ranch, they were like 25 cents a ranch and they had like a dollar worth of ranch on their fucking bill. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like freaking the fuck out over some ranch. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to fucking tell you. If I didn't have to charge you, truthfully, I wouldn't. I don't really fucking care. It's a dollar, but my manager cares and she pays my bills. So I don't know what you want me to do. But anywho, I digress. The ranch thing, that was like a daily occurrence that, you know, that began to not phase me after a while. But I'd say probably like the first month that I worked there, I had this table of like this big family, not even big family. Well, they were big, but the family itself, there's only like four of them. And this dude is running my fucking ass off. I mean, I'm back and forth at the table. I need celery. I need carrots. I need ranch. I need a blue cheese. I need more sauce for these wings. The wings don't have enough sauce on them. When you know damn well, they got plenty of fucking sauce on them. Like it seemed like I could do absolutely nothing to please these people. But at the same time, I was pretty new to the game. Like I'm sure they waited a little too long for some refills. I probably could have gave them extra napkins. Like there's some things that I probably could have done better. But nonetheless, it wasn't like awful. But he literally pulled me to the side of the table, not even to the side of the table, in front of his whole fucking family and was like, you should not be a server. Some people just aren't cut out for this job and you're not cut out for it. And I was just like, too fucking stunned to speak. I was like, did this man really just like tell me that? And I didn't know what else to do. I was 19 years old. So I just fucking started crying and I left and I went to the bathroom and I told my manager, well, they really tell my manager, but somebody overheard it and they told my manager. And my manager was actually a homie for this one. He like told me when I got out of the bathroom from crying, he was like, don't worry about the fucking table. He's like, I'll serve the table for the rest of the time that they're here or whatever. And he fucking did. And he let me keep the tip that they left, which wasn't much, but he let me keep it. (laughs) 
So that was my first negative experience at B-dubs and that was only about a month in, but it got progressively worse because I also had um, sort of an attitude problem, still do, but you know, 19 year old Rachel was just built different. So I think the next turning point of working at B-dubs was all of the soccer moms that would come in. They didn't work. They would just come in with their kids around lunchtime on weekdays. And of course my managers always had me fucking work in mornings and weekdays. I was new. Uh, I wasn't like the best server, okay? So I always had these fucking soccer moms with their kids and oh my God, this one lady came in and you know, when you get like a kid's meal or whatever, the drinks come with it, right? That's fine. I was still new. So I accidentally rang in drinks for the kids instead of them coming free with their kid's meals. And she like told me about it. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like have my manager take them off. So I did have my manager take them off. Wasn't even a big deal. Or so I fucking thought. She literally was like, I need to speak to your manager. I was like, all right. So my manager goes over there. My dumbass. I literally have no restaurant etiquette at all, like from the other side of the table. So I'm standing right behind my manager, wondering what the fuck she has to say. And basically she says to him that she thinks that I have an attitude problem, which at that point in time, I don't know where the fuck she got that from because I literally was so nice to her. I literally just took all that shit off. I wasn't giving her a hard time. Like I was like, this is not a big deal. Like my bad. Okay. And then she was trying to get something for nothing. And she's like, well, I should get a discount because she has an attitude. And I was like, all right, well, you're a fucking bitch now. I was like, I'll show you a fucking attitude. So anywho, she checks out or whatever. I think they gave her a discount. I don't even fucking remember. She's walking out with her kids and I just look at her. I'm like, have a nice day. And she just didn't like the tone that I said it in. She's like, oh, well, I would like to see where you are in 15 years. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not judging you for having kids. I'm judging you for being a fucking bitch. <laughs> and I remember the other servers and like the hostess around me like heard the exchange and they were like, oh my God. <laughs> so I got written up for that because the little bitch called back in and complained about me, little fucking bitch. It was so stupid and minute too, but whatever. And then another time, a bunch of teenagers came in and they, you know, ate or whatever, paid an exact change. Well, they gave me like full dollars and I was like, do you guys want exact change back? Like it would have been like 40 cents back and that's not including any kind of tip. And they're like, yeah, we do. And so I gave them exact change back, you know, being optimistic, thinking they'll probably still tip me, at least leave me the change. Nope. They just fucking stiffed me. And I don't know why that just hit a nerve, got me on a bad day. And I fucking followed their bitch asses out to the parking lot and was like, if you can't afford to tip, don't go out to eat. And then they were too stunned to speak. And then their fucking mom called in and was like, one of your servers yelled at my girls. And it's like, well, bitch, maybe teach your kids a fucking tip, okay? Like, they're not idiots. And then we had this manager, Edie, who I don't even care to name drop her because she really was a bitch and she's not the manager there anymore. Well, she was actually the general manager. So she damn near owned that store and she was a fucking bitch. She was awful. Just like she just treated people so disrespectfully. She cursed at people. She was low key racist. Truthfully, it's been so long, I can't really think of like a specific instance. I just know that she would fucking, like she always looked at everyone like they were doing something wrong and she would just like, if you weren't moving fast enough, what the fuck are you doing? Like she was fucking mean. And that's really not the way that anybody should be conducting business, even in a high stress environment like a restaurant. But anywho, one time one of the like regional managers, somebody came in and I remember there was a fucking line of people waiting to sit down with him and talk to him about her because she was a fucking bitch. Long story short, she did end up getting fired, but not before she fucking barred me from working at any B-dubs ever. 
because while I did not get fired or quit, my whole plan was that I worked at a B-dub so I could go to college and get transferred to a different B-dub. So I went to go get transferred to another B-dubs and I was literally about to get hired. They gave me the shirt and everything. We're doing paperwork and they're like, um, actually, we can't hire you because our system says that you're not allowed to work at any B-dubs. I said, that fucking cunt. You know what? Fuck her. That was the best thing she ever did for me because I don't want to be stuck working at a fucking B-dubs anyways with nasty people wing hands and ranch shrimp it all over and people vomiting from doing the fucking blazing challenge and begging for fucking milk and just have it squirt out their nose. Fuck that. I'm better than that. Yeah, so B-dubs was my very first serving job and I probably had about 10 different serving or bartending jobs in between B-dubs, which was like 2015 to present day, 2023. And I'll say that the way that I left my last bartending job is probably the best story that I have in the archives. And there's a fucking lot. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. So I believe my last bartending job was in 2021 and it was right when I moved back home from Kentucky. It was my very first summer back home. So I'm like seeing all my old friends for the first time in a long time. Like we're kind of catching up. We're bar hopping. We're all like old enough to like do our own thing now. Like the vibes are very different this summer. So I get this summer bartending job. Mind you, I think I worked there for three months. Like I did not work there very long. The money was decent and I liked bartending, but like I am so bad at going to work. It's crazy. That's why working from home has been such a blessing for me. But also like I don't work on the weekends. Like I'm awful at working on the weekends, especially when I was like 22, 23. My sole objective on the weekends was to get fucked up. So it came to no one's surprise, except for my employer, that I would call in on the weekends here and there. And in the restaurant business, that's a fucking no-no. This was also the same summer that I met my now boyfriend. So this was almost three years ago that I met my boyfriend. And so I'm like in this new relationship and like I want to go hang out with him all the time because we just met and like we're still getting to know each other. We're going out a lot. Like we're doing all the fun stuff, you know, in the very beginning of the relationship. Not to mention in his best friend and my best friend were also dating. So, and they owned a boat. So our, me and my best friend, our boyfriends, they owned a boat. So you bet your fucking ass we were on that motherfucking boat. But I digress. So my bartending job, I don't know if I should name drop this establishment because I still go in there sometimes, which I know some people think is like weird and ballsy, but like it's really not. Like I didn't leave on bad terms. Actually, this is the only bartending job that I've actually gotten fired from. And even funnier than that is the manager that fired me also like a month later literally got fired and now he works at another restaurant still this is like three years later and he still is fucking bartending so anyway I think there was like three standout incidences that ultimately led to me getting fired and the very first one was again I am in a new relationship me and my boyfriend aren't even dating at this point we're just kind of like in the talking stage and mind you our circles are pretty close because my best friend like this girl is my best friend like we've known each other since like like preschool best friend and his best friend are dating. So my boyfriend and his best friend get invited to their other friend's wedding. And of course, my boyfriend's best friend and my best friend are already dating at this point. So it's known that, you know, she she's going to be the plus one. But me and him were still just kind of talking. It was a little last minute. So I wasn't 
directly invited to be his plus one. But they were like, the bride and groom said, it's okay if you come to the reception, if you want to come to the reception. So after some convincing, my friend was like, come on, you have to come, you have to come. So I decided that I was going to go and I was freaking the fuck out, freaking the fuck out to the point where I went to the bar before I even stepped foot at that wedding. I was literally slamming shots by myself, basically. Shots of Rumplemans, nonetheless. Ew. I call my Uber, take an Uber over to the wedding venue and I'm there we're fucking partying it up. It's open bar, of course. So I've been drinking this whole fucking time. No food at all because I missed that part of the reception because I wasn't invited for the food part. So then we all decided collectively that we're going to go downtown Kenosha, which is literally where I was fucking working. Now, mind you, I didn't work that night, but I was supposed to work the following morning. I was supposed to fucking open the bar. And we're, you know, there's not that many bars downtown Kenosha. So we're, you know, going up and down the strip or whatever, making our rounds. We go into the restaurant that I literally work at and we're, you know, Know, taking shots, having drinks. My managers can clearly tell that I am fucking hammered at this point. I mean, I'm fucked up. Something about that summer was a whole blur because I don't think I ever got so fucked up in one summer than I did that summer. Anywho, they're like, oh, see you tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, you will. I was being optimistic for sure. And honestly, I may have made it there if the next incident did not occur. So me and my best friend, we're sitting outside, the boys are doing their thing and we're just sitting outside chatting and also we start getting into it. And I don't know if you've ever had a friendship like this, but we have known each other for so fucking long. We treat each other like sisters. Like we antagonize each other because we know how to push each other's buttons and it's very fucking frustrating. We've had this conversation many times, me and her, and I don't know why we do this to each other, but we always end up getting in some kind of fight. And I'm not talking like a verbal fight, like verbal fights aren't aren't that big of a deal for us. I'm talking like a physical fight. So one thing leads to another and we start kind of pushing each other and I start fucking sprinting down the street because quite frankly, my bestie is a little bit stronger than me and I'm not trying to get my ass beat. I thought I was zooming down the fucking concrete road. I really did. I thought I was fucking flying. In retrospect, I was like moving in like slow motion. But anywho, my friend is chasing me behind me and she like grabs my shoulder, pulls it back and my drunk ass just fucking tumbles down the fucking road. And there was a very large audience outside. It was a beautiful night. Like everyone was outside. First I see my drunk ass just running down the street, heavy footed as fuck, just stomping like a motherfucker. And then they see my friend behind me catching up very quickly and just ripping me down. Truthfully, I probably should have gone to like the emergency room that night because I literally rolled down the street. I had road rash on my fucking back because I'm wearing a tank top dress, of course. Road rash on my back. My toes all fucked up. I got a knot on my head. I am like crying and I'm fucked up and I'm crying. So that's how I know that that shit fucking hurt. But then I remember that I had pre-rolled a fucking blunt and put it in my purse before the night had even started because I knew at some point in the night I was going to want to smoke a fucking blunt. I thank God every day that I rolled that fucking blunt because as soon as I realized that I had that and I was in so much pain, I literally took that shit out and chiefed the whole fucking blunt right outside in the middle of Wisconsin. Fuck them. I remember everyone's like, oh, let me get a hit. Let me get a hit. I said, Fuck you, motherfuckers. I am hurting bad right now. Nobody is taking this thing out of my hand. So now I'm drunk as fuck, high as fuck, and probably concussed as fuck. And we go back to our friend's house. We're staying the night on their couch. I remember slightly that I have to work in the morning, but like, I'm not super worried about it. And in the meantime, my best friend, she's in nursing school. So she's like trying to do like all the fucking tests on me to make sure I'm not gonna die in my sleep. 
she's also fucked up. So I don't really know where the logic was in any of it, but I fell asleep and I did wake up in the morning and I woke up in so much fucking pain for one, for just being hungover, two, for taking the fucking biggest tumble of 2021. Like I woke up and my fucking shit was all scratched up. I'm bleeding through all of my band-aids. My head hurts so fucking bad and not from a hangover, but from a fucking bruise. And then it's come to my attention that I am not fucking going to work. I cannot make it. I can make it to work hungover. I cannot make it to work in the state that I was fucking in. So what did I do? I texted my boss, didn't even call, texted them. And I basically told the truth. I said, hey, uh, I know you saw me out last night. Yeah, I was out. And I had every intention of coming to work tomorrow until I fucking took the biggest tumble of 2021. And I am in a lot of fucking pain. And I even sent him pictures of some of my wounds because I was trying to be truthful and I didn't want to piss him off because you know how frustrating it is when your employee calls in when they're supposed to fucking open? Yeah, I I know that was a bitch move. I know it was, but I was not fucking going. So obviously my manager was kind of pissed, but it was, it was this was the first time that I did this. So he was just like, all right, fine, whatever. Like he just let it go. But then uh, a short month later, a very similar incident <laughs> happens yet again. This time it was a little bit more self-inflicted. There were no other parties involved, but similar circumstances. We were out in downtown Kenosha going up and down. I'm with the same people that I'm always with. I'm with my best friend. Now I'm with my boyfriend because we define the relationship. So we're all hanging out together, having a blast, drinking, having a good time, literally going up and down the strip of bars, including the one that I work at and me doing this same fucking thing, seeing all my managers and be like, I'll see you tomorrow, guys. Oh, I did not see them. I did not see them tomorrow. To make a long story short, I was drunk as fuck and I'm sitting on one of those metal grate tables outside, right? And I don't know what happened exactly, but I just know that I put my feet back and they got like hooked in like the bottom of the table and the table flipped over. And for some reason, my reflexes just totally fucking failed me and my arms didn't work. And I went face first into the fucking concrete. And yes, I fucking cried. I was not nearly as drunk as the first time that I fell, but this time was different because I hit my fucking face. So now my chin is dripping blood. I have a fucking gash on my cheek. I have a welt on my fucking forehead because for some reason I had no body control at all. So my freaking face literally just rolled on the fucking ground. So then somebody screams, oh my God, is she dead? Drawing all the fucking attention to me, which first of all, why would you, why, why would you think I'm fucking dead? Like what? Dumbass fucking bitches. So now literally the whole fucking street is staring at me yet again with another injury and I'm fucking crying again. Anywho, we figure out a way to get me patched up. I continue my night out. We go back to our friend's house again, sleep on the couch, and I wake up yet again in the worst pain of my life. The combination of being hungover and having hit your head on fucking concrete is not fun. And not to mention, like, I couldn't really move my face because, one, it was bruised as fuck, and two, I had, like, scrapes everywhere. So if I fucking moved, they would all bust open and I'd just start bleeding again. It's like I woke up and there was, like, blood all over, like, my face. I bled through the fucking Band-Aids. Like, there was blood on the couch. I was like, sorry, guys. And so I had to do what I had to do, and I knew that I had to 
fucking open at work yet again. And I knew I was not fucking going. (laughs) So I did the only thing I knew how to do. And I texted my manager again. Not called. Text. And I did what I usually do. And I just told the fucking truth. I said, hey, I had all intentions of coming in today. But I took a big fucking tumble last night. And I think I may need to go to the ER. Now I told him I thought I was going to go to the ER. But that was a fucking lie. Because... Ain't nobody got money for that. And I was like, fine. I I survived the first night. If I was going to go into a coma, it would have happened that night. So I'm good. And I even sent my boss a picture of my fucking chin because I didn't want him to think that I was lying because I already used this excuse once. But it really did just happen again because I'm an idiot. And so after I sent him the pictures, yeah, he was like upset. But he was just like, all right, well, feel better, I guess. Like he didn't really know what to say. He was like, this fucking bitch. So then that would lead me to the third and final strike of how I got fired from this place was again with the same group me my boyfriend my best friend and her boyfriend we decide that we're gonna go to the wisconsin dells for my birthday and her boyfriend's birthday me knowing damn well that i have to work that sunday and we're supposed to go thursday through sunday and i'm supposed to somehow make it back sunday morning before i have to work i knew deep down that that shit was not gonna happen but you know i'm an optimist so i really thought that we were gonna make it so sunday morning rolls around i'm supposed to work sunday night somehow we get thrown off course it's it's like a three-hour drive but for some reason it was taking us four hours so i text my boss i was like look i'm gonna be like an hour late i'm sorry like we're coming back from the dells like there's traffic or something because We're on the weirdest route ever. And this man fucking pulls up the route from wherever to the Wisconsin Dells and says, that's funny because my app says that there's no traffic at all right now. Fucking sends me a screenshot that says there's no traffic. I'm like, okay, dude, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like, we went the wrong way. Like, I call it traffic, call it fucking, it's, I don't care. Regardless, I'm going to be fucking late. And he did not like that answer. I said, dude, I don't have to fucking tell you, dude, I'm going to be late. Like I can't make the car go any faster. And I'm also morbidly hungover right now. I don't even want to be there. I have a raging headache. And at this point I'm sitting in the car, I'm getting fucking anxiety. I'm like, dude, I didn't want to fucking go now. I should have just called in. Like my boyfriend's like, no, like you should go. Like, it's okay. Like you're only going to be an hour late. Like I know that's late, but at least you're still showing up. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So we finally get back. I fucking put myself together. I drive the 45 minutes it takes me to get to fucking work. Yeah, I forgot to mention that part. I go in there and my boss looks at me. He hands me like an envelope of like cash, which is like what we used to do. And he just like cuts his throat with his hand. He's like, you're done. I'm like, uh, what the fuck does that mean? I was like, I just drove all the way here to work. What do you mean you're done? He goes, you're fired. I was like, Oh, okay. Um, I honestly was too stunned to speak. I didn't really know what to say. I think I probably mumbled a few words here and there, but that's literally the straw that broke the camel's back was just me being an hour late to work. So moral of the story is I was just not meant to fucking work on the weekends because all of these things just happened on the weekends. I never called in for weekday shifts, but hey, you know what? That's life. And it's so funny because not even a week ago, I tried to revive my bartending life and pick up a second job as a bartender. Don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I went to day one of my training and saw a group of people that I knew walk in and I was like, this is a fucking awful idea. 
why am I doing this? One fucking day of training and I texted her the next day and I was like, hey girl, like thanks for the opportunity, but I just don't think I have the time commitment. When in reality, I simply do not wish to fucking work, let alone work and serve other people. It truly takes another level of patience to serve other people. And I am, I've done the bartending. I've done the serving. I've done my fucking time. I have done enough. And you know what? That's okay because I think it only took me like 10 or 15 serving jobs to finally realize that maybe that shit is just not meant for me. But honestly, I have so many more like serving and bartending stories that I could share. It was really hard to pick like specific stories for this episode. Like I got stories about working in the club. I got stories about working with my roommate's psycho ex-boyfriend and how he like literally stalked our house. Like I have crazy fucking stories about work. But we'll save those for another day. Let me know in the comments what kind of topics you guys want to hear about next. I know this episode kind of took forever to drop, so I'm really sorry, but honestly, like this is not my full-time job yet, so you got to bear with me on the release dates. I'm really working on it. My goal is to drop at least 10 episodes before the end of the year, so we're at number three right now. We're moving a little slow. We'll get there though. And as always, don't forget to follow me, your host, Rachel Colangelo on social media, and don't forget to follow Puff Puff Petty as well. All of those social media links will be linked to this episode wherever you're listening. And as always, constructive criticism is always welcome. So please feel free to shoot me a DM, message me on the Puff Puff Petty Instagram page, anything you'd like. I want to know your feedback and I want to know what you guys want to hear about. And as fucking always, thank you for listening to Puff Puff Petty. I'm your host, Rachel Colangelo. Bye, Petty people.